Hello and welcome to the second tier betting, your specialist podcast for punting on the championship. You've got yourself a championship expert in myself. That's Ryan Dilks. And over there, sat opposite me, is your pro tipster. It's only Jimmy the Punt. Jimmy, how are you doing, dear boy? Good afternoon. Yeah, all good. Thank you. How about you? Oh, superb. Thank you. Superb. We are going to go through all our best bets for the midweek games in the championship, ladies and gentlemen, because this is the championship. We don't have any breaks on this. We just keep having midweek, weekend, midweek, weekend. That's how it goes. So we're going to give you another round of tips. Yeah, that's how I like it as well. It gives you more (laughs) chances to win some cash. And that's what we're looking to do for you this midweek. Please gamble responsibly. And when the fun stops, stop as always. Jimmy, how did we do this past weekend? I didn't do very well. Did you manage to get on all right? Yeah, it got off to a good start. Um, under 2.5 goals in the Friday night game between West Brom and Birmingham. Sort of cruising in. Game went exactly how we thought it would. But I was tearing my hair out um, at about quarter past three on Saturday afternoon because I went in um, with a detailed explanation and a strong fancy. It was a centre-back for Huddersfield to score. I only tipped up Matty Pearson. Didn't even cross mm-hmm. my mind to say suggest to everybody why don't you cover the other centre backs and of course Tom Lee scored like after two minutes so I can only apologise I should have fought ahead about dutching all the centre backs but I, I just got blindsided by Matty Pearson's uh, goal scoring record so it was frustrating and then card double it was over before it began really Bartley didn't pick up a booking on Friday which was probably good because I don't know how Harrison Reed managed to avoid a card on on uh, <laughs> Saturday afternoon, two bookable offences for me, and the ref was so inconsistent. I was a bit, I was a bit grumpy with that as well. But um, marginal profit for me over the weekend. Yeah, I had a bit of a stinker. Uh, I had Stoke to win against Sheffield United. That didn't come in. I even uh, kind of tipped up Stoke draw no better, and of course they lost after throwing away a one goal lead. So that was irritating. Borough to win, and then to not concede in the first half, but score. Uh, concede in the second half that didn't come in either because Peterborough were absolutely shocking um and then Swansea Cardiff under 2.5 and both teams not to score I thought that was going to come in but Swansea ended up absolutely smashing Cardiff so yeah not a good weekend for myself hopefully we have a return to form coming up in the midweek so we'll start off with your best bet Jimmy what is your best bet from the championship games in the midweek yeah, it comes from Swansea's game against West Brom and I like the look of uh, the hosts with a half a goal start on the Asian handicap. That's um, uh, about 1.88 with 3.65, but it's a, it's a fluid, um, ever-changing market, so that could fluctuate. So uh, just be aware of that. And basically, it's uh, taking Swansea double chance. So if they get any sort of result, uh, the bet's a winner. Um, I fancy it because... Um, Sort of the same reason I fancied unders in the West Brom game on Friday night. I'm not completely convinced by them at the minute. They're a bit one-dimensional. They do like a bit of creativity at the minute. There seems to be a reliance on the direct sort of play and set pieces. And um, the sort of... uh, the, the, the lack of creativity is sort of reflected if, um, amongst the Baggies fans. Some of them sounding a bit frustrated at the minute. They, I mean, they, they don't mind that they're getting results, but not they don't seem unanimously sold on on the way they're getting them. Um it is where we both strongly fancied them at the start of the season, we're tipping them in the outrights to win the league. And that was because of the the man the man in charge. 
um, Valerian Ishmael. Um, and even though perform uh, performance wise, it they they are going through a bit of a, a, a blip at the minute. Points wise, they're picking up an average of two per game over the last five, ten in the last five. So um, he is doing he is doing what he's brought in to do. However, on Friday, I don't know about you, but I I didn't think that they were value for the three points. I thought Birmingham was unlucky. They hit the crossbar, and I think it was Hogan who missed a very good chance. And and against a better side. Uh, on another day, a better finishing side on another day. I think I think West Brom could have could have um, come away with nothing, um, which leads me nicely into their um, opponent tomorrow. They've got Swansea uh, coming off the back of a of a three nil derby day route against local rivals Cardiff. Uh, they've been making steady progress throughout the season under their ma- uh, their new manager, who is the sort of the a process man. So it was never it was never going to happen overnight, but they, they've come back and hit the ground running after the second international break. And I, I think, um, given the confidence they're coming to uh, uh, this game with, I think they certainly look value to uh, to get a result, to come away with something on Tuesday. So I think uh, the half a goal start on the Asian handicap, but, um, a, a bit under evens at, at home, is a, a valuable play. It's interesting. I... We'll confess, you've explained to me many times how the Asian handicap works. I'm still none the wiser. Um, But I completely understand why you're going with this. Swansea have been getting better. Um, Whereas West Brom, some games they look good. Sometimes they don't look as good. Um, But they've been solid as the season's gone on. So, yeah, I I can understand where you're coming from here. Um, So I... Will be jumping on that myself, even though, as I say, I'm not completely sure how the Asian handicap works. I just kind of hope that it ends up with some money in my pocket by the end of the day. Um, my best bet is Derby and Luton under 2.5, and both teams not to score at 21 to 20 at bet 365. Derby are proving to be quite a backable team when it comes to a lack of goals because this season they've only had two games from their last 10 which have been both teams to score. They've only had two games all season that have been over 2.5. They've got the best defensive record in the division, joint best defensive record with Bournemouth, and have also conceded the fewest goals, also scored the fewest goals in the championship this season. So this is completely influenced by them. Luton, are a side of haven't conceded in their last three games, so I struggle to see them conceding um, in this game, I've got to say, particularly with Derby, who are playing with Sam Baldock up front, who is struggling. It's got to be said, even though they haven't got any other options, particularly, um, Sam Baldock is proving not to be the, the striker that a Derby really need at the moment. He's really, really struggling and not having many chances at all. And Derby are just lacking creativity in general, but they're keeping it solid at the back. And that's been the main foundation behind the reason why they're getting so many points um, on the board this season. And without the points deduction, they would be sat in the top half, I think. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're going all right. And I think they'll give Luton a solid game. I, as I say, can't see many goals in this. I don't think... Um, I think Luton have um, had quite a few games recently where they have been creating quite a few chances, but that didn't really happen against Millwall at the weekend and coming up against a Derby side, which are happy to sit back, just soak up all the pressure from their opponents I can see that being a bit of a dual game. So, yeah, under 2.5 and both teams not to score. Just a shot over evens, I think, is massive value in my book. 
Uh, let's go to your next best bet, Jimmy. What is your next best bet from the Championship Games in midweek? Yeah, it comes from Stoke's game against Bournemouth, and it's both teams to score at 21 to 20. That's with 10 bet. Now, this looks like a, a great game on paper. You've got a wealth of attacking a talent and two very um, uh, two sides very easily on the eye going against each other. Um, in terms of goals, Bournemouth games have averaged 2.33 per game. Stokes have averaged 2.4. Both teams to score has landed in six of Bournemouth's 12 games and seven of Stokes so far. Uh, And both sides have only failed to score in two of their um, games so far in the Championship. For Bournemouth, that was against Hull and Peterborough. And for Stoke, that was against Fulham and Birmingham. And particularly the the, um, failed to score sort of um, facts, I think it just speaks to... um, how uh, the sides have struggled against, um, uh, sort of apart from the the Stokes three 0 loss to Fulham, how the sides have struggled against teams that have just sat back and said, "Try and break us down." Um, and I don't, I don't think that'll be a game where this happens, particularly with Stoke at home. I think they're going to take it to Bournemouth, despite despite the Chelsea being um, the best, comfortably the best side in the league for me so far this season. So I think it's going to have a nice ebb and flow to it, where we'll see sort of uh, two attacking sides going for each other. Um, and I thought just. I was surprised to see a touch over evens as I was um, over 2.5 goals at a, at a nice price. Uh, I've just gone for both teams to score because I, I could certainly see this being a 1-1 draw. Uh, just speaking to the, to the mutual respect both sides will have for each other. Yeah, well, it's interesting you've gone for that because I've also gone for the Bournemouth-Stoke game. But I've gone with Bournemouth to beat Stoke, which is 8-5 to at William Hill. Quite interestingly, this price has been closing in as the day has gone on. So by the time this episode goes out, it may have uh, shrunk a bit more. But nonetheless, the reason I've gone for this is because Bournemouth are 8-5. They're coming up against Stoke, who are 15-8 to at, um, at William Hill. And it's a similar price. And I would not have it that way, personally. I think, well, I've been waxing lyrical about Stoke this season. I think Stoke are a fantastic side. They're coming up against Bournemouth, who are a brilliant side and are looking like the real deal this season. And I struggled to see um, Stoke getting anything out of it, really, considering Bournemouth are still the only unbeaten side in the division. So I really fancy Bournemouth has the bit of value in this particular fixture. Stoke came up against Sheffield United at the weekend. Um, Depends on who you speak to. From my perspective, I thought Sheffield United were well worth the three points. Other Sheffield United fans have said differently to me, but I disagree. I think Stoke weren't at their best here. And I'm curious to see whether that's going to continue against Bournemouth. Um, but Bournemouth, as I say, they're, they're looking so good this season. They are getting better and better. And considering how they're doing so far, any price that is around eight to five, I think, no matter who they're playing, is looking like a really decent bit of value. So eight to five, Bournemouth to beat Stoke at William Hill. That is my next best bet for the midweek games. Jimmy? Uh, yeah, I, I love that. Obviously, I, I watched Stoke um, on Saturday and you're right. I, I was underwhelmed with them as well. Um, from what I've seen of them on TV this season, um, I thought they'd be a lot better. And I was just excited to go and see the likes of uh, Frenchich and Powell and Jacob Brown and while they do have that individual quality that is very dangerous which is why I highlight both teams to score I, I don't think based on what I've seen of Bournemouth I don't I, I don't think the price is uh, 
is a fair reflection of uh, the team's sort of form coming into this game. So, yeah, I can definitely get on side with, with Bournemouth. I think you can combine the two. So, Bournemouth and both teams to score. I think that's five to one. I'm not sure. It might be four to one, five to one, if anyone fancies it a say, bit longer. I was questioning whether adding them both together would add a little bit of value. So, five to one, that's not a bad price. I'd be underhandedly just slipping that to uh, our listeners if they were here in person. <laughs> um Jimmy, let's go to your long shot then. Final bet of the midweek games. What is your long shot then that you're liking the look of? Uh, yeah, my uh, long shot comes from the Medeski on Wednesday evening and it's a Gary Medine card at 92 with Skybet and William Hill. Uh, Shark had to include a card. Um, it's it's an 8 o'clock kickoff. I'm not sure if it's on TV, um, but uh, Sky and William Hill are the only bookies to price it up. So like I say all the time, Definitely check if there's a bigger price, but I'm not, I'm not sure there will be because it certainly stuck out for me. Um, I want to start with a bit of a caveat. Over the course of his career, he's averaged um, a cards per 90. of He's got a cards per 90 average of 0.14. So personally, I think using that as a, as a, as a sort of a, a yardstick, it should be more uh, around 6 to 1 for a card. Um, however, Medine played a sizable chunk of last season. Uh, where he was carded in around 20% of his games. Um, he's also played at a championship or a level a lot over his career. And in the last four seasons, he averaged uh, 0.27 cards per 90. So that would, by that logic, it mean a, a price of around three to one would represent value. Um, he has come into the squad recently in the absence of Lavery, uh, starting the last three, he's yet to be booked this season, but he's conceded six fouls in his last two. Um, and I'm sure everyone's familiar with with what he's about. He's a handful. Um, and we should be in for a really interesting battle between him and the equally experienced Scott Dan, who started the last game for Reading and is expected to continue into the central defence. Again, another, another caveat to this angle is the referee is Jeremy Simpson. Now, he's uh, average 3.1 cards uh, per game in the championship and uh, watching the first half of the Friday night game he took charge between West Brom and Birmingham he, he didn't seem to have any interest in in brandishing cards although it, it is worth noting he did go on to give free that game however it's not it's not the most ideal referee which uh, which is worth which is worth taking note of but um, at championship level this price 92 has proven to be profitable with Medine so mm. I think uh, I think it's worth a small play. Yeah, he's a massive shithouse. Uh, <laughs> can say about him. <laughs> uh, but with old Jezza Simpson in charge, you're never too sure with how the uh, cards are going to be handed out, are you? Uh, my long shot, and it's one that I'm revisiting, Jimmy, because this was very profitable for me not too long ago. I've gone for Alexander Mitrovic to score another hat-trick, this time against Cardiff at 17-1 to 1 at Paddy Power slash Betfair. The reason I've gone for that is because Alexander Mitrovic is absolutely flying at the moment. He has scored now in duh, 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 four of his last six games. <laughs> and in that time, he has managed to provide a multi-scorer uh, bets. He's managed to score two or more in three of those games. So absolutely flying. He is loving life at the moment. Um, and he's coming up against the Cardiff side, which are an absolute shambles, as we saw in the South Wales derby uh, at the weekends. They've actually conceded three or more goals now 
in three of their last four games, and that includes a battering by uh, a five-one battering by Blackburn and a four-nil battering by Cardiff. And I struggled to see anything different coming here. I think Fulham could really hand Cardiff their asses. Um, and if if Fulham score goals, then you just know who's going to be at the centre of it. It's Alexander Mitrovic who is looking on course at the moment to break the goal-scoring record for the season. So if he keeps getting into spaces and keeps finding, you know, he keeps having a good sight of goal, then he's going to keep scoring a hat load. And with Cardiff being so defensively open at the moment, I think 17 to 1 is a massive price considering Cardiff are so, so leaky. So I'm all over that. I'm hoping he'll be able to get me back on course after doing it not too long ago. Um, And yeah. Let's hope for another Mitrovic hat-trick. And if he does, then we're absolutely flying, boys. Uh, right, that's it for the second-tier betting in the midweek games. Jimmy, can I just get you to round up your bets, please? Yeah, um, my nap is Swansea with a half a goal start on the Asian handicap. That's at 1.88 with Bet365. My next best, it comes from Stokes' game against Bournemouth, where I've had both teams to score. That's at 21-20 to 20 with 10 bets. And my long shot is a Gary Medine card in uh, Blackpool's trip to Reading. And that is at 92 with Skybet and William Hill. Lovely stuff. I've gone for Derby and Luton under 2.5 and both teams not to score. That's 21 to 20 at Bet365. Bournemouth to beat Stoke at 8 to 5 at William Hill. And my long shot, fingers crossed for this one, Alexander Mitrovic to score a hat-trick against Cardiff. 17 to 1 at Paddy Power and Betfair. As always, please gamble responsibly and when the fun stops, stop. This has been the Second Tier Betting. We'll be back again on Thursday to review how we did and look ahead to the weekend for another round of Championship Tips. Jimmy the Punt, thank you for your time today. My pleasure. I've been Ryan Dilks and to you, listener, thank you for listening. (laughs) 